Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, give you guys a disclaimer. I'm not Paul Lynch. To save you from future embarrassment from calling me Paul. Okay, well, we're going to start. And I want you guys just to uh, just bear with me. I'm going to pray. I want to pray. Just get us started. I just think that would be fitting. So let's pray. Let's pray. Father, Father, use me in the way you see fit. And God, the words that come out of my mouth, if they're from me, God, please don't let that happen. God, every word that comes out of my mouth, let it come from you, Jesus. And God, you've already written down what you want to say. It's in your word. I'm just repeating it. God, there's nothing, there's nothing new about it. God, it's already been said, Father. So, Father, I pray that we, I just reiterate what you say, Father, because you've called me to do that. So, God, please hide me behind your cross, God, and let them see Jesus and not me. In your holy name, I ask Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Uh, God, look to your neighbor and tell him it's going to be awesome. Look to your neighbor, tell him that. All right, now tell him to shut up and listen to me. All right, I want you guys to just, to just come be with me. Uh, Connect has existed for the past six years or so. And uh, in the midst of six years, they have changed hundreds of lives. And this is the proof of it, you guys. And, uh, in, and in those six years, they have moved a lot. <laughs> and uh, I was never a part of that until they came back to, to this building. And that, that was crazy enough for me. And now we're doing it again. <laughs> so it's just something that's just this crazy um, culture that they've already built. And it's amazing. It's awesome. Nothing, we don't know what's going to happen. Everything's just crazy and spontaneous. But um, something I really want to bring up is uh, we're moving to Rome and Tatuga, Tatuga County, which is Somerville and Trine, and then Rome. And, uh, you know, um, those two cities, and I'm going to be real, real, real quick about this, are those two cities need Jesus. Rome is a stronghold for, for Satan. There's sin. There's sh- Woo! <laughs> believe it or not, that's my mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm being for real, believe it. Can somebody take, can you take this? But that's my mom. Um, but to upside that, I did not tell someone to call me and do that. But um, Rome, Rome needs Jesus. And, uh, there's, and you guys read the newspaper. You guys see the news. Rome, Rome is covered in, 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 in sinfulness. And we all are covered in sin. We're, it's our nature. We're evil. And in Rome, there, there's, no, there's, no, there's no stronghold for Jesus. There's this actually a stronghold for evil. And it's summer. I've lived in summer for, the, for my whole life. And just crazy stuff happens in Somerville alone. And we know that. Everybody knows that. But uh, they need Jesus. They need a church. You know, there's churches there, but um, what the thing is, they need, they need the church. Everybody. They need us. And what I really want to point out here is that um, we're moving. And what comes with moving is stress. And some of us are feeling that. Anxiety. Worry. Like some of us are like, oh, if we're moving, we're going to fall apart. We're not going to, oh, this is going to be crazy. This is too much. We can't do it. But we're going to happen in a year's time. We're just going to fall apart and never exist. Some of us have those on us. Some of us have those worries, those stresses, those, those like, I don't know why we're doing this. Did God really call us to move to the cities? Why can't we just stay here? And these, these little crazy notions. And I just want to be honest, you know, I'm Connect. I'm a product of Connect. I'm a product of a group of people's faithfulness who started off in a, in a living room, then to a bar, then to the mall, then to a, a movie theater in my town. And then I'm a product of them. I used to go to a church and uh, long story short, I was burned from a church. Um, they literally just kind of kicked me out because I, I love Jesus too much. That's kind of just <laughs> really why I, they're like, you love Jesus too much. You believe in every word. Get out of here. <laughs> they kicked me out. And, you know, if Connect wasn't in Somerville, I would have, and I know me well, I would have probably been a mad Christian, like on Facebook, ranting about how much I hate church. That's all I admit. I'd been, I hate, I hate fill in the blank church because they are so blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, and everybody, if you go to church, you should stop going to church. I just keep doing it. That's probably how it'd be. 
because of somebody's faithfulness and because somebody reached out to me, I'm, I am who I am today because of Connect, because they came to my town and because they had faithfulness, because they were listening to God and they were obedient. And I am who I am today. And most of us here have the same stories. Came, Connect came to your town. You got it. You jump on board and now your life changed forever. And now we're on a crazy roller coaster and ultimate destination is Jesus. But um, I really want to just uh, go over um, today. And if you do take notes, this, you don't have to. It's going to be real quick. <laughs> but um, today I'm studying. I want to really speak to you guys about the Great Commission. Um, another word for it is the Great Send Out. And I uh, want you to say that in your head, the Great Send Out in your head. You know, just send out. And I really want to just push on this is why we need to go to these two cities. There's a, there's a big urgency why we need to. Uh, and I love how that video said, um, we've read this a lot. Everybody's read this a lot. Uh, I, no doubt um, you're in this room, you've read this, you've heard this. But it's on the Great Commission, and it's Matthew 28, verses 17 through 20. And they'll probably bring it up. And uh, here it is. It says, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of us still doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always and even to the end of the age. A lot of us are good at memorizing that. We've read that. We've studied that. We've heard that. When you hear the Great Commission, you're like, oh, Matthew 28. 16, 16, We've, we know that. We know that. We're good at memorizing. We're good at reading God's word. And it's just one thing. that like, yes, we're in one building, but we're moving back for one purpose. And I want to remind us, get back on the focus. Yeah, we're moving back. There's a lot of stress that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of work that put, that's into that. And sometimes we forget why we do what we do. You know, I, 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 sometimes we're, we're doing all this work and we're like, oh, you know, is this really worth it? You know, am I really, am I really need to put all my money into this? Do I really need to do this? Do I really need to go out? Do I really need to do a small group? What is the, what is the ultimate purpose? And I, I want to remind, put the church's focus back in focus right here on Jesus. And uh, this is it. Jesus said, every Christian has the same mission. Every Christian. You don't have to be playing the guitar, playing the drums, be a speaker, be a missionary, everybody's got the same mission. Spread God's gospel. Same mission. It just looks different for some of us. And the mission, the mission of that is, this is what he says. He says, on here, he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you guys hear that? I'm going to read that again. He says, therefore go. Go. He said, go. He didn't, he didn't kindly say, he didn't say, he didn't say, you can scoot along. You know, here's a command from God, a command from the king. If somebody says, do it, you do it. You know, mom's like, go clean your room. <laughs> I'm like, mom, I'll do it. And then I'm still playing video. She's like, clean your room. I'm like, mom, I'll do it. I'm still playing. She's like, clean your room. Mom, I'm not on drugs. And all kinds of crazy stuff happens. <laughs> mom, you know, when God says go, God says go. God didn't say wait and stay in the same place. He said go. See, they were in Jerusalem. God, God said Go. Make disciples of all nations. Make disciples of everybody. That's what we're called to do. We're all called to make disciples. If you're not making disciples, you're not making disciples. And if you're not making disciples, you're not doing what Jesus said. If you're not doing what Jesus said, you're being disobedient. And delayed obedience is what? Disobedience. So it's this thing of where it's like, God's like, go. I didn't say stay around. And even before that, they, they saw Jesus uh, like ascending. The, you know, the angels came. They're all oh, the tombs empty and their jaws were dropped. And the angels were like, pick up your mouth, bro. Go tell everybody Jesus came. Because they were like, oh my goodness. And they're like, don't stand around. We don't have time to waste. And we don't have time to waste people's lives. Guys, church, this is our mission. 
to go spread the gospel. And I know it's like, you're like, oh, I already know that. But we, we have to really ask ourselves the question, do we really believe that? Do I really believe that? Do, do I just come here, pick my favorite seat, sit down, raise my hand, few, sing a few songs? And I want us to, to understand that I know the odds, the, the odds are stacked against our church. How many churches are like us in Rome? There's a bunch. This, there's, a church that, there's a lot of churches that do what we do. Have the contemporary music, you know, the big church, all that. The, we got all kinds of churches that do what we do. Why, how are we any different from other people? Uh, you know, the odds are really stacked against us. We could go to these places. We could get the buildings ready and we could have all this settled out and worked out and everything's good. How do we know that people are going to come? What, what if people don't come? What if nobody shows up? What if the seats don't get filled up? And what if it's the same group every Sunday? Same 50 people maybe. Every Sunday. Did God fail? Like, God, did you come? You said, God, you said this. God, you said, we, we can only do so much. Uh, we can. We can only do so much. So it's like, God, you know, what's up, man? The, the odds are stacked against me here. I, I can only do so much. There's really no guarantee that everybody's going to be there. That Roman Chichuga are going to be flipped upside down forever. And it's this thing of this promise. God gave one promise in here. He gave a command and he gave a promise. This one promise. He says, he says, and I have given to you. And he said, and be sure of this. He's basically like, he's a no doubt. This is a guarantee. This is a promise. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And church, I want us to remember, God is with us. If you, I mean, believe that God is with you. The creator of the universe, you created everything. You created everything. Who created Twinkies, who created all that stuff. God created everything. God is with you. And you know, God wants, God, God says this promise. And I love that. He's like, he's like, don't be scared. I know how it sounds. He said, go to all nations. All nations, are you sure? All nations. He's like, go to all nations and know this. I am with you. And they're like, that's the biggest promise ever. God be with us always. So church, we're going to Rome, but God's already in Rome. We're going to Somerville. God's already in Somerville. God's waiting on us to get there. He's like, man, we can't just stay in this place. God's with us. And if that's the case, church, I really want to bring up another scripture. And this is, this is one that I really want us to listen. Luke 19, verse 10. Very simple. God says, and I, the son of man, have come to seek and save those like him who are lost. Jesus said we were called to what? Seek and save. Seek and save. Not to just stand and sing. A lot of us are good at that. We stand, we sing, raise our hand. We know every word. We're good at that. We get riled up on Sunday. We're like, yeah, yeah. And then when church is over, honey, where do you want to go eat? Like, I'm thinking Chick-fil-A. I'm thinking Chick-fil-A. Hey, man, the game's coming on. Let's go do that too. And let's go home and let's sleep. Like you just didn't encounter the living God this morning. So it's this thing of, it's this crazy thing of this way. God's like, I said, seek and save. And we're like, well, we're standing and singing. It's the same thing, Jesus. That makes no sense. And what, what God, God is really pressing on here, Jesus is like, I said, seek and save. I said, go and do. And we've, split, we've, we've kind of flipped it around. And I want to say, it's like, it's like playing hide and go seek and still counting. It's like, okay, Tommy, I'm going to get you. Wait right there. One, two, three. Three hours later, you're like, five, you're still counting. And you're like, you're still counting. And it's like, God's like, God's like, I, I know we're not, we, our church has not moved to Rome yet. No, we're not. We're still, we're still working on the buildings. And some of them, we're still working on the buildings. But God didn't say, wait, you can still minister now. If you live in Rome, minister in Rome. If you live in Chatuga, minister in Chatuga. God didn't say, wait, 
You don't have to wait till our church moves. You're there now. Be the church. Like the church, there's a difference. And I learned this. Uh, I'm glad I remember. The, the ecclesia is the building. That's Greek for the building. The church, oh, I forgot what that word it was. Well, something like that. <laughs> no, I think Ecclesia is the people, but anyway. But the people, the people are the church. You guys are the church, and the building is the building. Okay, the building isn't the church. It's just where we gather. You yourself, just one person, one individual, you're the church. And everyone, when we come together, we're just in a building. That's just where we worship. On a Sunday, we encounter the living God. On the weekday, we tell everybody who we encountered. And God wants us to do that. We're supposed to go and seek and save the lost, but so many times we just leave home and we just go after church, right after. Some of us are just going to go eat. Some of us are just going to watch the game. Some of us are going to sleep. Like we just came to church. You, you literally saying that you came to church to sing about a dead guy who came back from the grave and went to heaven and said, if you believe in him, you go to an alternate universe where there's no pain. If you believe that, if that's the case then something radical should happen. That radical message of the gospel demands a radical response. If that's true, that you believe that, you're saying as a Christian, you say, I need a savior, I'm not powerful enough, and that there's somebody who created everything, that if I believe in the dead Jesus guy from the Middle East, that if that happens and I believe in him, I go to all the universe, there's no pain. If you believe that, then your life should really be radically different. Because a radical message deserves a radical response. I want you guys to listen that in Rome right now, there is, there is evil, there's sin, because we're sinful people. Wherever we're at, there's always going to be sin. But in Rome, God's moving. You know, when we say, what does it mean when God's moving? God's moving. God's moving to Rome. God's moving to Somerville. There's only room for one person. Satan can't be there. God's like, whoa, whoa, Satan, you need to pack your bags. You need to get your strongholds out. You need to throw away your addiction. You need to throw away your sin because guess what? I'm moving to Rome and there's only room for one God. That's God. Is all your, your little petty sins, your little petty addictions, your little petty pornography, your little petty everything, all that stuff. He says, that can't be where I'm at. Because where God's at, sin can't reside. Can it? Church, do we live in condemnation? No, we don't. So we're where Rome is, yes, there's all kinds of evil, but God's coming to kick it out. God's coming to clean house. And if that's the case, if that's true, if we do believe that church, then we need to go ahead and start ministering now. We have until March 1st till we move. Don't wait till then. People die every day. There's lives that we can't mess with. There's time we can't mess with. There's time we don't have. At church, we have to push that. The odds are stacked against us, like I said, but I love this scripture. It says, it says God, you are for me. Who can be against me? Right? If the odds are against us, let's remind the odds, let's remind Rome, let's remind Satan, let's remind sin, let's remind death and say, whoa, 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 God is on my side. And I feel sorry for who wants to come against him. And that's what we have to be, church. Remember, God is with us. If God is with us, God is on our side. If God's on our side, then we got everything, everything and more. Not just enough, more. See, our expectations here, God's through the roof. We say, we say, God, if you could just give us a little bit of people in our church. God, if you could just save X amount of people at the end of the month. God, if you could just meet our bill at the end of the month. God, if you could just, God, if you could. And I love this. My favorite, my, one of my friends uh, from the church, uh, he taught me last night. He said, God, uh, she said, no, heard it from another woman. She said, I'm sick of just prayers. God, if you could just. God, if you could just. Like God only does enough 
like the bare minimum. God will only meet a little. He won't meet over it. He'll only just give you a little. God ain't like that. Throughout prayer, God, God, we say, God, can you just, and God's like, I'm going to do more than that. <laughs> God's like, I'm the big almighty God. I'm going to do more than your just prayers. You say, you just want to adjust a few people in the church. God's like, get ready. I'm going to blow the place up. There's going to be more people than just 100. There's going to be more people than just 200. God's going to blow our church up with more people. And you're going to see that. We have to believe that, but know that God is with us. That's what it says in Scripture. And we're called to seek and save, not stand and sing. Church, I'm, I'm just about doing here. Okay, but I want you guys to understand. Romans 1.16. Put that up there. Church, I want us to read this. All of us all together. Church, I want us to read this really, really bad. Read this with me. For I am not ashamed of his, this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. The Jews first and also the Gentiles. Some, some translations remove that and say everyone. And I love that. It says, for I, am, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, of this good news about Jesus Christ. Boldly proclaiming his word. We're great, on, we're great at doing that on Facebook. <laughs> Every one of us. Oh, I love Jesus. I love, let me tell you about my church. We did good today. It was good. You need to know the Lord. Scroll down if you scroll. Ignore if you want to go to hell or something like that. That's how we do it. We, we do that all the time. Do we not see that every day? We see all the time. And God's, God's, God's like, it's great. That's cute. We do it on Facebook. But we're called to be more than just Facebook Christians. We're called to do more. We're great at saying it behind the computer. But I want to see the church that goes on the streets and boldly proclaim his name. Not just with this. Not with the lip service. But with the life service. You know what I mean? Church, we got to move and do it. We're good at talking. We're good at saying it. We do it all the time in the church. We're good at yelling the songs. We're good at singing them. But God's, God wants more than just the lip service. He wants that life service, the life-giving word that we present to people. That's what he wants from us, church. And God does not want us to be ashamed. He's not giving us a spirit of fear. He didn't put a spirit in fear of us and say, hey, be scared wherever you go because I'm a God, and I, but I can't do as much as you think I can. God, God, that makes no sense. God's like, yo, I'm God, almighty creator. I'm going to do more than you think I can. That's God. That's the God we serve. God, our God, the God we serve takes over cities. Does he not, church? Church, we got to believe that. God is with us. Church, say that. God is with us. Say it louder. God is with us. Believe that. Say every morning when you wake up, say, God is with me. Make it personal. Say, God is with me. And wherever you go, God is with me. And when we all come together, church, God is with us. That is, that is the greatest promise. It's one of the few last promises Jesus gives us. God is with us. And if that's true, if that was so true that he had to give this whole command and stop and say, but listen, but this is a guarantee, this is a promise. I'm going to be with you forever, even to the end of your life. And it says the end of the age, replace that with the end of your life. God says, I'm going to be with you even to the end of your life, and even more so, because I'm going to be with you forever. And if we believe that, church, then Roman Chituga is going to be radically changed real quick. And with a church like us, I, I really can see it happening. Because this church has took my life in a crazy roller coaster real fast. I've seen so much change than I, I can imagine. I've seen more change than my mama changes. That's what I really want to say. My mom changes a lot before we go somewhere. And this church has changed a lot of lives. <laughs> so I really want us to believe that. Church, um, I really want to leave you, uh, kind of give you another thing. Um, if time, if time is a currency of life, 
If that's the case, let's be good stewards of what God has given us, the time that you have, because we don't know how long it is, but let's be good stewards of it and spend it wisely. There are people in Rome that die every day. You know, my friend, my friend Ryan, he's a, he's a police officer and I hear so much every time he gets a text or a call or I read the newspaper, I know things before the newspaper's on there and it curls my stomach. Because I wonder, I'm like, did they even get a chance to hear Jesus? Did they even get a chance to hear his gospel? Did any, did any Christian, the amount of churches that are in Rome, uh, there's a lot of, there's 167 in Somerville. I bet you didn't know that. That's a lot of churches. And we still, Somerville still lost. If our church got up and did something, and if we got up and actually loved on people unconditionally, we wouldn't be seeing these crazy numbers. We wouldn't see, we wouldn't see divorce be so stupid high. We wouldn't see addiction be so full, the center so full. We wouldn't see families torn apart. We would see life changing. Church, we have work to do. We have roots to uproot. We have thorns to break, and we have chains to break. It's work, but it's work that we joyfully do. Some of us are like, what's in it for me? Why should I? And the, that is what I asked myself really recently. And what's in it for us? Why we should even do this? Why should we even care? It's not just because it's a commandment. But the scripture, I wish I had it, but um, it says, those who've been forgiven, is, forgiven much, forgives much. You, if we've been forgiven, the ones in here, you say, you say Christ is your, is your savior. That you're ultimately saying you've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. Why not share that with people? And you know, the cheesy old analogy is like, if I had $100 bills, unlimited amount in my pocket, and they just, whoop, I'd be a rich brown person. But two, I would hand them to everyone I meet. I'd be like, here's 100 bucks, here's 100 bucks. And I'd just try to get all my friends to pull the 100 bucks out of my pocket. But it's like, if I had unlimited amount of life-giving redemption, and we do, why do we withhold it from people who need it? Delayed obedience is what? Disobedience. Church, let's do something. You know, I, I want to just get us riled up, church. I really want us to believe that today. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pray soon in a minute, and I really want us to understand this uh, right here. God wants more for you than a boring Christian life. He wants more than you just coming in here on a Sunday, sitting on your favorite row, singing your favorite songs, going home, eating food, watch the game and sleep. He wants more for you than that. He wants you to have a crazy, crazy adventure, crazy life. He wants a, our lives are for him to spend, not for you to spend. If you've been redeemed, that means he paid for you, right? Who has the right to spend you? God. And God's going to spend you how he sees fit. So church, I want us to believe that today. And I want to leave us with this. Possible faith. This is what we can do on our behalf. Like I said, we can go to these cities. We can set up. We can do this. We can do that. That's our possible faith. What we can possibly do in our realm of man, our carnal thought. Impossible faith. God, where he, where he resides, where he flexes his power and says, look, this is where God shows off. You know, and I love it. Uh, I love in the, uh, the, uh, the message version, it talks about um, when God uh, and Elijah, God's, God's like, I like my wood wet before I lit it on fire. God does impossible things, impossible things. So where he resides, where he flexes his power, and where we reside, where we say, God, this is how faithful we are, when both faiths come to a meeting, crazy things happen in that meeting. I'm talking about ties get loose, okay? You know, the crazy things happen. So when impossible faith, God, when man's faith, which is possible, come together and collide, supernatural things happen and lives are changed forever. 
So take your faith, what you have now, even if it's tiny. The Bible says even if it's a little mustard seed. And that's really tiny. I've never seen one, but I imagine it's tiny. But even if a mustard seed, he said, take it, take it down to the tiniest amount of your faith. And he says, and then stack it up to God's faith. He says, our faith, it may be little, but we need his more than we need ours. We need his goodness. We need his redemption. We need his, we need his faith. God's like, we need his magnitude, his magnificent faith, and we just throw ours in it. We're like, well, this is all we got. You know, I'm gonna just throw it in what's bigger, you know? God wants us to trust him. Trust him with your lives. It's gonna be crazy, I ain't gonna lie. It's never been easy, but God has never promised once that it was. He only promised that it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be hard, church. And I want us to believe that. When we go to Rome, when we go to Tatuga, it's gonna be the most challenging thing our church has ever faced, I believe that. But God is with us, church. And don't be afraid. Jesus said, I'm with you forever. Romans 1.16, do not be ashamed of the good news. So church, I wanna pray. And I want you to, when you're praying, this simple question, do I really care? Do I even give one ounce of care about Rome? Do I give one ounce of care about Somerville? When I'm walking on the street, do I even care about the person next to me? When I'm in the bus, when I'm I'm anywhere, do I really care about people enough to even tell them the gospel? Church, I pray that your hearts are broken and I pray that a fire happens and I pray that you leave here today and you don't go home. You don't just go and eat. You just don't go home and watch the game and you just don't go home and sleep. I pray that when you leave here, you find someone, you seek them, and you lead them to the Lord. I pray that you seek and save, not just to stand and sing. It's good to stand and sing. It's good to tell God what you're going to do, then go do it. So church, let's do that. Let's stand. Everybody stand. Church, and believe in the Lord who's with you. God is with you. And church, I want us to all say this together real loud. God is with us. Three, two, one. God is with us.